I think that's the best advice that all of us can receive today, and that is to keep our focus on Jesus. I hope you've had a great day, uh, or if you're starting your day, that you'll have a great day. If it's coming to the close and you're going to be uh, resting, I, I pray that you would rest in the Lord. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California, P-Town. Today is the 18th day of, of March. Certainly, we thank God for blessing us to see another day, which means we had a chance to get it right on this in 2021 AD. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday, Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursday, this evening, Acts of the Holy Ghost. That's what it is about. It's about the move of God and what he is doing and how he is doing it, who he is using to do it with. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Uh, complete obedience, no white lies, no hocus pocus, no, uh, well, I, I'm going to take this shortcut. No, complete obedience is necessary to enter into the kingdom of God. And, and, and anyone that tell you that it can't be done that way or that God doesn't have that expectation, uh, the Bible said the devil is the father of all liars. So we're not, you know, we're, your life, your soul, your salvation is real. We're in the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, a few verses here, verse 21 uh, through 29. Um, and so I'll give you a moment to turn there. If you haven't, um, if you don't already have, have it open, maybe you had a bookmark from last week or, you know, and so while you're turning there, I want to remind you to take this year with purpose. Take it with purpose. Have a goal in mind. Have an objective, you know, and most of all, keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on him. Don't look back at anything else, but keep your focus on the Lord. I'm not going to endeavor not to be long tonight, but certainly want to get the word out because the most important thing that there is, uh, is the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You know, I was I was sitting down, I was reading the word and I was just thinking. And, you know, it, it, maybe you haven't thought about this or maybe you have. Do you realize that that if you have anything in your spirit that is unlike God, uh, maybe some hatred, some some holding something against someone or or refusing to love, you know, uh, I've heard people say, I, I love you in, in Christ, but that's not real. God's love is genuine. And, and so we're to have genuine love. Uh, our love is supposed to be so much like his that it covers a multitude of faults. And so, um, but if, if, if there is something in your spirit, that may, then there is no room for you in the kingdom of God. Now, I'm just going to leave it at that. If there's something that is in your spirit that is not correct, I'm talking about attitude, 
then you will not fit in the kingdom of God. All right, Acts 15, 21st verse, it says, For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogue every uh, Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, uh, surname uh, Barsabbas, and, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this matter. The apostles and elders and brethren send greetings unto the brethren which are in which are of the uh, Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Sicily. For as much as we heard that certain went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such command. It seemeth good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send men, chosen men, unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas, Silas, uh, who shall also tell you the same thing by mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols, from blood and from things strangled, and from fornication, which from which ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will bless your word listeners thereof. Lord God bless those that will hear now, <coughs> excuse me, and those that will hear later. In Jesus' name, amen. We took a subject uh, from this, and that is, did you get my letter? Did you get my letter? Did you get it? I hope you got it. It was sent to you. And, and so uh, when you get it, you need to open it and you need to read it. Now, sending a letter may be considered old today, certainly compared to the fact that we have so many different uh, platforms as far as uh, messaging. Electronic messaging is good and it serves a purpose. However, there's nothing like a well-written and signed document. Now, some of, some of the documents that come in the mail uh, you may not want to look at because it might be a credit card bill that you're still paying from uh, from this past holiday season. I don't I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, there's a way to get around all of that if we follow the word of God, because we won't overspend. We won't do certain things. Um, but listen, let, let's go on. A real written letter, a signed document, your signature, your penmanship or seal of approval. Nothing like a document that has been stamped with a seal or your personal, your personal signature that emphasizes uh, here 
here is my personal touch. As common and as easily it is to grab the phone and send a quick text message, you know, and that's fine under some situations, but uh, maybe there, there, you know, there's nothing like making it personal. Uh, personal, uh, besides a letter, picking up the phone is a personal act to hear a voice. You know, one of the things that I, I emphasized and, and uh, to my uh, children was that don't send me a text. You know, I need to hear your voice uh, sometime. I need to hear your voice. You know, uh, don't send me. Uh, uh, that's just one of those things that I, I just dislike. Don't send me a holiday text. You know, when I can hear your voice, that's going to be memorable. That your voice, what's personal, is more memorable than the thing that is just than a generic form of anything. That's what's going to stick with you. And you know, if you're thinking about the generic form of something, it may not be as warm, as heartfelt, as the as the personal touch that's applied. And so while it's easy to send a text, you know, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, making it personal by picking up the phone or a card, you know, because you have to think about what you're picking out, you know, as you pick out a card that, you know, that it says something about not just you, but it says something about the person, too. You know, I have a card on on, on my mantle uh, from my grandsons that that cracks me up. Um, so, you know, and even they look at it sometime and, and laugh. And so it's personal. The letter was specific to the needs of the body of believers, both uh, the old and the new. Uh, so what was being said and what was going to be established was, was going to and did impact everyone, even up to our day and time. The 21st verse says, for Moses of old time have in every city them they, that preached him, being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. You know, Moses was the prophet whom God used to deliver Israel from bondage. God gave Moses the principles, uh, the principle necessary uh, to live in his presence. It's so important to understand what it's going to take to live in the presence of God. Now, you might be righteous. You might do everything right, but let me tell you, you can be righteous and not saved. We are saved to be saved. We're set aside to be re to, to be caught up. We're set aside, whether we leave now or leave at the time that the trump of God sound, uh, we're to keep ourselves separated, set aside, or sanctification uh, is to be a saint. Uh, the, and so... Um, we are to be set aside for that purpose. And so Moses uh, brought about, God used him to deliver the children of Israel, just like he's using men and women today to bring about understanding, to bring about deliverance. God gave Moses those principles that was necessary to live in his presence. And it's important that you understand what those principles are and apply them to your life. Uh, don't let your flesh get in the way. You know, you can control your flesh matter. It's up to you to control your flesh. You better control your flesh because your flesh wars against the spirit. And so you, you have to put it in check. Uh, you have to put it in check when you feel in a certain way. You have to put it in check when, when you when you fighting 
uh, feelings, you have to put it in check. You have to remind yourself, you need to not let your flesh run wild because it's going to get you in trouble. It's going to keep you in a certain path. And, and some things you may not recover from. Let's just be real. Everybody don't recover from some of the things that they do. You see people that, that injure themselves sometimes. Um, they're walking with a limp. See, that was not a full recovery. And so uh, maybe it took a uh, football career away. Let's put it that way. It was a knee injury. They can't run the same no more. It was a back injury. It was an arm injury. Uh, you know, it was something that injured a person where they can no longer play a particular sport, where it's the same in life in general. Uh, you see people that are not athletes, but you understand what I'm saying, that they are no longer, they can't run. They can't do the things they used to do because of the injury that was sustained. You don't want to create an injury in your life and sustain such a dis. Uh, that you are disabled from what you would or could be doing. You, you, you are, it takes too long to get to where you are to just surrender for a moment. To surrender, oh, he is just, don't surrender. Don't surrender to her. Don't surrender to him. It, it, look, uh, it's not that good. It, it's going to get old sooner or later. And by then the damage has been done. So uh, God gave Moses the principles that we're to live by in order to be in his presence. Ezekiel 20 and 11 says, I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgment, which if a man do, he shall live in them. And so see, God has an expectation that we would do and that we should keep his judgments and that we would live in them. Ezekiel 33 and 15 says, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed and walk in the statues of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. So there is a chance, there's opportunity, but in order to do that, we must uh, what? Live in the principles of God. We must govern ourselves according to what God is saying. Anyone that is not living according to what God has said, and I'm not talking about the rules that people make up. Uh, that's why there are so many uh, things, and, and I'm not going to stay here, but uh, there's so much that's going on uh, that is outside the will, outside the word of God, because people have their own personal agenda. And so they've mixed things up. They've taken stuff away from the word. They've added to the word. You know, uh, I'll just use this. Uh, well, how can uh, God, uh, God is so much about love, then he doesn't mind me loving another man. Uh, he's so much about love that he doesn't mind uh, a female and a female loving each other. You understand what I'm saying. But it defies the principles and what God established from the very beginning. What he established from the beginning is what he expects to find when he comes back. Now, he's not going to find that with everyone. Uh, and it's not limited to the two examples that I gave. It is not limited to that. But will you be found in the principle of God? Will you be found, as he said, uh, those that uh, I gave them my statues and showed them my judgment, which if a man do them, he shall live in them. And so will he find you living in his statues? Will he find you living by his word? 
the Torah is the guidance or direction God gives to his people. That is what the scribes and the Pharisees used along with the books of the prophets. Now, I'm not one to say, oh, this prophet is a minor. This was a major prophet. You know, I'll, I'll leave that to those that, that have gone to semin, uh, cemeteries, uh, excuse me again, the seminaries and those that have gone to the theological schools and, uh, you know, and they're majoring in psychology and all this different stuff. And, uh, you know, that they want to put, listen, when God sent a word, it's major. When God sends a word, he doesn't have to give an entire uh, a volume. He can just send one word, which is enough. Uh, uh, he's, he just spoke a, a, a few words and Lazarus got up. And, and so it's, it's, those few words was very powerful. Uh, he spoke a few words in the, in, uh, and we have light. He spoke a few words and it brought forth the living creatures. He spoke a few words and here we are today breathing. So, you know, I'm not one of those, but listen, uh, they taught from the Torah and they taught from the books of the prophets, but Jesus made it clear that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by him. Now, according to the gospel of John, Jesus was the incarnated word. The Bible said, and the word was made flesh. So that there we have it and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only uh, glory as the begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. And that's John 1 and 14. They only taught the letter of the law. They taught the letter without the intent. They taught the letter, but it did not make the atonement for sin. They taught the letter, but it did not give the spiritual life that was intended by God. And so now they are faced with a uh, face and have to deal with God's true intention. Organizations, traditions, personal agendas don't like to face and they don't like to apply God's true intention. They have their own agenda. Uh, God's not interested in my agenda, your agenda, it, it, unless it lines up with his will. And so people are hurt. People become troubled as they did uh, here. They had troubled the new believers. God's intention do not compromise his judgment. Uh, there comes a time uh, uh, that you uh, that you also have to stop compromising to save yourself and to save others. So those that went and uh, went to them and began to give them information uh, based upon the intent and not the spirit was troubling the new believers. The 22nd verse says, then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, uh, namely Judas, surnamed uh, Ber. Uh, Barsabbas and uh, Silas, chief men among them. These were, these were not just anybody. Uh, this was not just somebody that was carrying a briefcase, you know, somebody that, that was, that stands tall and look good, but they were chief men. They were people of responsibility. The apostles and elders with the whole church listened to the account. Uh, and remember, they listened to not just the account, the encounter, the encounter that occurred uh, them being um, 
filled with the Holy Ghost during the ministry of, of Peter. Uh, others that were filled with the, the Holy Ghost and was received and, uh, while Barnabas and Paul was ministering as well. And so there had been a conversion. Now, what they heard and discussed was uh, the testimony and fulfillment of God's word. They had to sit down and review and, and listen and think about what was going on here. They couldn't jump to any immediate conclusion and, and just say and take their prejudice or take what the Pharisees were saying, what the scribes had written and just apply it because uh, there was a change that had come about. Uh, there was a revelation. There was a clear understanding of what God's intentions were. And so the Bible tells us in Genesis 22 and 18, it says, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. This is the Lord speaking to Abraham. And then Isaiah 2 and 2 says, and it shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established at the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. Matthew 12 and 21 says, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Luke 2, 27 and a few verses here says, and he came by the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, um, uh, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lo, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to enlighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. So the word of God, which was manifested in the flesh, is here to enlighten the Gentiles and is the glory of the people of Israel. The scripture says, then pleased at the apostles and elders with the whole church to send a chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul, evangelist Paul, evangelist Barnabas, because they were on evangelizing uh, to spread the gospel. They made sure to send witnesses so that no mistake, no personal agenda or anything else would happen. They wanted to make sure that the message was clear. And so if you recall, remember, they gave them letters and they sent them to speak the same words. And so the scripture says that they wrote letters by them after this manner, what we're going to instruct you, what we believe is right. And the apostles and elders and brethren sent greetings unto the brethren, which are in, which are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your soul, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we have no such commandment. Uh, they went out uh, saying things that they, 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 they jumped a gun. They should not have went out saying anything. So they sent letters among, uh, along with the witnesses to ensure the message was authentic, want to make sure that it was right. Uh, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. God is not the author of confusion, 
where there is confusion, there is place for the devil to take advantage. When you don't get, when you don't get an understanding, when you don't ask for an understanding, we don't ask for clarity. You know, I, I've been in meetings and and I used to hear uh, where where I've heard uh, some, and and I went right along with it because I, I was I was smart enough to do this, and that was this: if the leader, certainly if the leader that is my pastor, who I was sitting next to, did not understand, I was not going to sit there and say, yeah, I got a full understanding because I want to know what what they didn't get an understanding of that. And I wanted to make sure because the Bible said and all you're getting, get an understanding. And so I would hear my pastor say, I, I can't vote on that. Um, I, I need clarity. I don't I don't fully understand. And so when you hear that, you need to take note because you may think, you know, but you need to make sure that you get a full understanding, too. And that's what the elders and the apostles did. They, they discussed this and they got to understand it. And so when you don't understand, you need to ask. You don't have to ask. Uh, and listen, if you upset, if something is being said that have made you upset, wait until your feelings calm down and then ask. Wait till that moment pass. But you need to ask when you're out of your feelings. Ask. You need to have a discussion. It, it is a time of proper counseling. And that's what they were doing. They were counseling about the situation. You know, if we counsel about situations, it would save marriages. It would save family dysfunction, uh, friends and uh, friendships and other relationships could be saved. If we would just take a moment and ask a question, if we would just take some time to get an understanding or to counsel about whatever it is. Uh, and so, what I've learned in these few years, these few years that God has given me, uh, you know, that a lack of understanding is uh, uh, sometimes intentional uh, it, uh -huh, because there may be a hidden agenda. And so if you try to talk to someone and they just just outright, they're refusing to talk about it, you know, or, or then there may be a hidden agenda, but you need to uh, make sure that you discuss whatever it is uh, so that so that uh, people are not wrecked. The Bible even tells says uh, not to go to bed angry with wrath in your heart. And, and so, you know, like I said, if we if we're going to be saved, we have to line up with the word of God and, and put what he says into action. Those that troubled the new converts may have thought they were, maybe some of them thought they were right. And even if they, for the moment, if they thought that they did not have the authorization to go forth and to do that. See, uh, you, you can overstep your role. Instructions are the responsibility of the under-shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd. Every watchman that's here on this planet is an under-shepherd. God is the chief shepherd. And so, uh, it's not, it wasn't their responsibility and it's not up to you to, to, uh, to jump up and tell someone what they can and cannot do. Now, if it's detrimental, if you know what they're doing is, is going to, is going to cause death, then that's a different thing, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about something that they really had no business in, in jumping and getting involved in just like so many have. And so, uh, 
you can help, but you need to know uh, where to draw the line when it comes to help. You need to stop and say, you know what, uh, we need to take this to the pastor. Uh, we need to take this to the head deacon. We need to take this to, you know, whomever, whatever authority um, that has been established, you know, um, we need to take this to one of the elders in the church, one of the ministers. But don't you uh, jump up and, and even the ministers themselves need to uh, get assignment, uh, uh, be blessed by the pastor before they jump up and to do anything unless it is just outright. Uh, something that is just outright disturbing and, and it needs to be put in check. The 25th verse says, It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send men, chosen men, unto you with our beloved uh, Barnabas and Saul or Paul. Uh, our soul salvation is more important than, than religious, uh, political, and personal agenda of men. It is to be handled by those that have clean hands and a pure heart. That's why it's important to be to stay consecrated unto the Lord. And, and when we talk about discipline, we talk about sustaining, we're talking about holding yourself together. Listen, I don't care if this is so important. You know, it's, we used to say growing up, this is uh, it's, it's serious, more serious than a heart attack. You know, this is serious. This is serious business. And while people may have, we love to see people rededicate their lives to, to the Lord, but I'm telling you, you need to fight the good fight of faith. You fight it with tears in your eyes. You fight it no matter what, but you hold on to God. You hold on to him. Uh, and so the Bible said, depart ye, Isaiah 52 and 11, depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing, go ye out in the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of the Lord. Psalms 24 and 4, he that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity or sworn deceitfully. That's, we got to keep our hands clean. You know, I tell you to wash your hands. Uh, you know, that's figu it's figuratively speaking, both naturally and spiritually. You need to wash your heart. Can't just wash your hands and have clean hands. Outward appearance is, is Jesus talked about that with the Pharisees. They, they do everything right. They got the outward appearance, but he said, you're full of dead man bones. And so uh, they said honorable men uh, with good reputations that have proven, that have been proven over time. Your reputation is known by others. Let me say that again. Your reputation is known by other people. Uh, your children know, your, know you. People on your job know you. Others, your neighbors, maybe, uh, maybe may know you. People know you. They know what they see. They know what they, what they hear you doing. They know your character, your character. Um, people can pinpoint and know just about where you are. And and so we've seen that even recently over the years, and even just this past week. Your reputation is known by others, and you want your reputation to be honorable. Uh, you want it to be honorable. If your reputation is honorable with God, it's going to be honorable with with men and women. Because you're going to act, you're going to live it out. You're going to be a, a living uh, a witness, a written epistle, read of men. So our lives are being observed by everyone. Your reputation is known by others. That's how people are secretly recorded. 
and then exposed. OJ Simpson, uh, you know, now I'm not getting into this too far, but I'm just saying the person that uh, that um, had stole this old memorabilia that nobody really wanted, you know, I'm, I'm just saying uh, some of our kids don't even know nothing about no OJ Simpson and stuff that he was so eager to uh, uh, to hold people hostage in a room. Uh, the person that set all that up knew his arrogance and had a tape recording and all that stuff prepared to capture it. Uh, the bounty hunter dog and Mel Gibson was recorded by something that knew their prejudice and set them up with a conversation because they knew they would go off into it. And that was exposed. And not only that, but other artists went on rants just recently. Someone was caught uh, because uh, on recording because the family member knew that they would go off and they knew that they could push those buttons and make what whatever. Let me put it this way. Whatever's in you is going to come out of you. When you put a sponge in water, it's going to absorb water. If you put it in gasoline, that sponge is going to absorb the gasoline or kerosene or whatever it is, is going to absorb it. So when you squeeze that sponge, whatever in it is going to come out. And there was a whole lot that came out, no matter how you flip it, no matter how you try to toss it or anything like that. It is what it is. And the thing about what's in you is you don't want to die with it. The Bible says some man's sins go before them and other man's sins come after them. You want to deal with whatever is in your life right now. Now, I'm not one of those to, again, uh, uh, God's not finished with me, so I can do all that I wanted to because he's not finished with me. Don't judge me and all that. But listen, I don't have to judge you. I can just read the Bible. It tells it paints a whole picture for all of us about each one of us. And so what does scripture say that if we live in his statutes, if we live by his judgments, you know, it's going to make a difference. And so the, the Bible says men, these men, the men, uh, 26 verse men that have hazarded their lives for the name of Christ. Remember, Barnabas, Paul was stoned and and their lives, Luke, let's not forget about Luke, who was, in, was there, too, because uh, he's the one that's doing the writing to Theophilus. These men lives were put in danger uh, for what they were doing, the ministry. And so we have sent them, sent therefore Judas and Saul and, and Silas, who who also will say the same things with their own mouth. What we're telling you and what we've written in a letter, they're going to reiterate it. They're going to repeat it for you again so that you know this thing is real. For it seemed good to us. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost. First off, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. God puts his approval on things. Now, if the Lord wanted them to change what had been said or what they were sending in the letter, he would have corrected them just like he corrected Peter uh, when Peter was up and had the vision three times. Peter, um, rise up and eat. Oh, Lord, no, I don't eat that. You know, no, Peter, rise up and eat. Uh, I don't I don't mess with unclean things. Look, Peter, what I call clean, uh, don't you call it unclean. Rise up and eat. The Lord would have corrected him. That goes back to the same thing of, of the Lord telling them that repentance or remission of sin should be preached in his name. And so that's what they did. They preached repentance and remission of sin and baptized in the name of Jesus. If they were wrong, they would have been corrected like they were corrected other times. They understood the name 
name, singular name of the father, name, Jesus said, I come in my father's name, uh, the Holy Ghost, if you call upon the name, that you have to call upon the name of Jesus to receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, and the son, yeah, that's obvious to everybody. They understood that was a name. There was a name, not a title. However, if they were incorrect in what they were saying, they would have been corrected like they were corrected other times. And so it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these things, that ye abstain from meat offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication from which if ye keep yourselves, you do well, fare ye well. Now abstinence is what the act of, or the, pre or the practice of restraining oneself from indulging in something, you know, we need to be abstinent. Uh, uh, we need to practice abstinence in a lot of areas. You know, uh, some eat too much ice cream uh, <laughs> and, um, and others eat too much of, of other things. And, and so that, those are just natural, um, you know, people like to eat, but it, they said, look, abstain, stop, stop what you're doing. Don't, and it's not to say that they were doing it. They saying, don't get involved with that mess. Don't get involved with that. Don't start running wild. Don't start doing stuff. Control yourself. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. Disciplining yourself is not going, it's, it's not to get involved in something that you know you should not do. Eating something offered to idols, eating the blood of animals or humans, animal, uh, eating strangled things, tortured animals, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and so it said, no, no, stay away from that stuff. We don't get involved with that. Stay away from it. And, and last of all, ladies, you single ladies and available men, do not be promiscuous. Do not call someone to lust after you. Well, they looking at me, look, you know, there was a young lady she had on a skirt that was so short and... Um, and a young man walked by and she went off on this young man because he he looked. She was bending over and he looked. Now, I told him, I said, man, I said, you know, good thing you wasn't standing there gazing at her because he really complained about it. I said she was going off because you weren't the one. Uh, you know, you weren't the one that she wanted to, to walk by. And so, but as being saints of God, we don't act like that. We don't do stuff like that. Now, I understand in the streets, we do a lot, we did a lot of stuff, you know, but on this side, when God has given us his grace, you know, we, we modify and we, we change some things and we don't do those things anymore. And that's what he's telling them. Don't, uh, don't get involved with that, but stay away from being promiscuous and, you know, and don't make someone lust after you and don't you cause someone to, and don't be caught doing those very things, uh, you know? And so listen, I'm, I'm coming to an end with this, but husband, wives, family, and friends, as mentioned earlier, you have to address uh, some things just like they were having a discussion. Uh, you need to address and have discussions about those things that are uncomfortable uh, to avoid shipwreck. Refusing to follow God's instructions mean there is animosity, which will feed 
uh, or may have already, may already be feeding a different agenda than that of God. And so we all must line up with the word of God. We all must line up and follow those things that have been written through his word. And most of all, to follow the spirit of God's intent. Follow the spirit of what God means, what he is saying, and not our own agenda. Our own agenda has always gotten us in trouble. At least I, I know for myself, you know, I've done done some good things, some things right. And thank God, you know, doing getting more and more things right in life. But keeping the agenda right, keeping our focus on Jesus is the main thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Lord, we thank you for your salvation. Thank you for your word, Lord God, that has kept us up to this appointed time, Lord God. And we thank you for preparing our hearts to meet you, Lord God, in the days that you give us until you call us out of here. Lord God, we thank you. We honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. Lord God, help us to worship you in the beauty of holiness. Lord God, every moment to honor your name, Lord God, to live in such a way that it is not a reproach. Lord God, but that you, others will see and be enlightened because of you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I, I pray and ask if there's any sick among us, someone may not be feeling well, Lord God, you know just who they are. You know those that are having difficulties on their job, oh Lord God, but you have wisdom and knowledge and you are an antidote for all things. Lord, we pray and ask that you'll send healing, touch and encourage, and help those with hung down heads be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. Share the word with someone else. Tell them to go to SML inside the pages. Uh, just Google it. You'll find it on iHeartRadio, Amazon. Uh, tune in and remember the songs featured or respected property of our artists and songstress and their producers. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord.